0: Abuse, rape, or trauma are things that happen to people who are victims at that very moment. Child or adult, there's nothing you could have done to prevent the atrocity. But when it's over, the healing must begin. It gets every day. You have inner beauty. You have inner worth and value. Framing your past as your past and leaving it there will help you to frame your future and lead you to the place where you belong with A Woman's Soul Restored. Here's LaTanya Hendry. Hello, and welcome to A Woman's Soul Restored. Today we have a very special podcast for our listeners. I am sitting in the office of our Dorita Rice, who is the program director here at Safe Shelter in Savannah, Georgia. It's a privilege to sit here and you might hear noises or paperwork in the background. This is a working, busy office and I thank her for taking time out to set a few moments aside to do this interview. And we do have our mask on if we sound a little muffled. So thank you for joining in today and we're going to turn it over to her for this interview. So Ms. Rice, thank you for sharing some time with us this evening. And could you tell us you know, a
1: little more about what you do here at Safe Shelter? Well, good afternoon or good evening. My name is Doretha Rice. I'm a program director here at Safe Shelter. I've been with the agency now for approximately 15 years. And my primary goal is to make sure that um, our clients receive the services that they need while they're in the shelter. I supervise the case managers here and again, like I said, my main role is to make sure that my case managers have the tools that they need in order to carry out the task and to help our families to transition out of the shelter into permanent housing. Awesome. 15
0: years. That's a good tenure to be with a company. And I've seen yes. through that y'all have do very good work in the community. That's why I wanted to get in here and do an interview with um, someone on staff. And I'm happy it was you. Mm-hmm. Um how long has has Safe Shelter been in operation?
1: Safe Shelter is actually over thirty-five years of years old. Wow. Um yeah, so we've been around for quite quite a long time. Okay, okay. Mm-hmm. And what is the primary mission of a safe shelter? Safe shelter primary focus is to provide confidential services for victims of domestic violence. Awesome,
0: awesome. So throughout the country, are there other safe shelters, or, or is it just in one region, or is it nationwide?
1: No, domestic violence shelters are loca- located across the United States. Matter of fact, in Georgia, there's over 50 domestic violence shelters, and there's only one located in Chatham County, okay. and that's safe shelter. And we are the largest domestic violence shelter outside of Atlanta. But if we have a family that comes in and if that mother states that she would like to relocate because her abuser lives in this city Mm -hmm. and she's afraid for her life, then we can reach out to a shelter in California, in Washington Mm -hmm. State, in New York, in Nevada, wherever she decides she would like to go we can contact that shelter in that particular state to find out if they have space to accommodate her and her family and then we can um make um transportation arrangements for that family to get there that's awesome yes. and it
0: would be the same if someone somewhere else and needs to get to savannah exactly. it would be awesome yes. awesome so besides the sheltering aspect what other like services do you offer
1: Uh, We have a case manager um, that is housed here. She actually works for the Homeless Authority, but she's housed here at the safe shelter. She assists our uh, mothers as well as our single women with um, developing confidential, self-driven case plans. Mm. Uh, Within the case plans, they work on housing goals, transportation goals, medical goals, child care goals, and whatever the needs of the family may be. They work on those goals at that time. Awesome. Um, we also have a child advocate. Our child advocate works with the mom to ensure that the children's education is not interrupted. Mm-hmm. Um, we supply uniforms, book bags, school supplies, mm-hmm. um, and we also assist with um, getting the children immunizations up to up to date. Awesome, awesome,
0: awesome! I asked that question in particular because I actually came through safe shelter in nineteen ninety nine when oh. I went through my domestic situation, mm-hmm. but I didn't live in the facility. Mm-hmm. I was helped with um the legal aspect a temporary protective board. yes, yes, mm-hmm. and even when I went to court during my divorce, someone from safe shelter was there with me mm-hmm. so are those services still
1: available? oh yes. Okay. Actually, we have an outreach office that is off-site, and it is not in a confidential location. Right, right. Um, And at, at our outreach office, they pretty much work with clients in obtaining a temporary protective order. Mm-hmm. It's also known as a TPO. Mm-hmm. They also provide legal um advocacy in reference to assisting individuals um who need us um need to be accompanied to court right then we have our legal advocates that will go to court with the victim um during those um court proceedings awesome and that's a very invaluable service yes. because it helped yes. me tremendously yes. Yes. when i
0: went through my divorce because he hired a lawyer mm-hmm. and i thought i was going to have to be on my own but i was walked through each step of the way and it really helped my confidence in finding myself and rebuilding as latanya and not being a victim, it helped me become victorious. So That's I was right. still wondering, was those services still in place?
1: Yes, and all of our services are free. Yes. We do not charge for any service. Awesome. None. Awesome. Um,
0: so going into how many women can you hold at the facility?
1: Well, we do not turn away any victims of domestic violence. Okay. Right now, our facility we are forty eight bed facility. Um, Sometimes those numbers may increase um, between 50 to 60, Mm -hmm. but once we're at capacity at the shelter, then we will house them in um, a hotel. We have a contract with one of our local hotels, and we will house that family in the hotel until space becomes available here at the shelter. If that family decides that they will like to relocate to another shelter out of the area, then we will work and uh, make transportation arrangements for that family to be relocated as well.
0: And that's awesome because we want women to know that you don't have to stay in that situation. Exactly, you is other options. Don't have your life at risk because you think you don't have anywhere to go. You have somewhere to go and they will help you along the way. So, please don't be stuck in that situation thinking you don't have another option. You have another option. And I'm so glad I'm here getting this information from you today. Yes. Yes. Um, Have you noticed where the shelter gets additional calls during the holidays? Because we're now in the holiday season. Does the numbers go up?
1: Normally, we see an increase in clients during the end of the school year. Okay. And towards the end of October, uh, Mm. we do see an increase in clients. Um, Mainly the end of the school year because we know moms Mm -hmm. have, you know, school is out. Moms now feel comfortable enough to actually travel and leave the home with the kids. Right. Um, And then during the beginning of the holidays, we may see um, an increase in numbers because now they decide they finally want to Mm -hmm. leave um, leave the home because of fear of right. thinking that things may escalate mm-hmm. during the holiday times. time. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Mm-hmm. awesome. Um, though this location and, and
0: safe shelters is a private location. Right. But do you find that the women sometimes try to reach out to their abusers after being here a while or wanting to go back and try to disclose the location to get picked up? Unfortunately,
1: it happens. Mm-hmm. Um, when that happens, we primarily will still work with the victim of domestic violence. We would just have to relocate her to another shelter okay. because she has broken confidentiality, mm-hmm. and not only did she put herself at risk, but she put the other residents as well as staff at risk. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So we still will work with the work, work with the client and just possibly relocate her or um, relocate her to a local shelter here in Chatham County. Awesome,
0: awesome. And it's a good service to have because we know that nothing's 100%. Yes. And being a... Once upon a time a victim, mhm, you had that urge to go back sometimes. right, right, and right. regardless of where you are, you want to reach out for that person. you don't want them mad at you, even though you didn't do anything right, so yeah, it is probably you know probably not a high number, but in that range it's it's gonna be one or two that try to reach out and go back, even though that's physically that's not good for them, but mentally that's what they know, so they
1: try to go back and Um, Right. And we are aware that it actually takes a victim up to seven times to finally decide to leave their abuser. Mm. So sometimes we are aware um, during our assessments with our clients Mm -hmm. who's actually going to stay and who's actually going to return back to their abusive home. When that happens, we pretty much encourage our our clients to um, make their own decisions, Mm -hmm. but to let them know that we're still here for them. So if they do not break confidentiality and they decide to go back into the home because they just was not ready, mm-hmm. um, and if they call us back, we will still provide services for them. Okay, that's awesome. Yes. That's awesome. Mm-hmm.
0: Because it, it would seem like you would get tired, but it's good that y'all still are still available oh, even yes. though they went back. Yes. And that's just part of the journey. You know, sometimes you think you're ready to go back, and then when you right. get back, you realize nothing's changed then you want to leave again. So that's good that y'all are still there as an available option, a safe option when they do want to get out.
1: Right. And I think what helps also with our our clients when they do decide to return back to abusive situation, if they participated in some of the services here, Mm -hmm. such as our support groups, doing the support groups, we have domestic violence um, topics that we discuss. We talk about the the different types of domestic violence, the characteristics of Mm -hmm. abuser, and we pretty much inform them about what domestic violence is all about. A lot of times we have ladies that come in and they think that um, they weren't involved in a domestic violence Mm -hmm. situation prior to the last incident because the last incident was physical. Then when we start to really deep into, get into um, the discussion of domestic violence, Then, uh, you know, some of our ladies would say, oh, my gosh, I've been in -hmm. in this situation for two years, for three years, Mm -hmm. sometime longer than that, because it was the psychological and the emotional abuse that they were experiencing Mm -hmm. throughout the years. And
0: I'm glad you brought that up Mm -hmm. because we did a panel podcast a few weeks ago Uh where we were discussing the various types of domestic abuse and The ones that really don't get attention to is verbal and financial, you know, -hmm. because it's not a bruise on you. People tell you, oh, girl, don't worry about that. He's still taking care of you, but it's still abuse. And we have to let people know that it's more than just the scars and the physical aspect of it. It's mental. It's financial. It's somebody cursing you out and belittling you. All that is abuse. It's domestic abuse. And we don't have to take that.
1: Definitely. Because emotional abuse is one of the most damaging form of domestic violence. Because emotional wounds, sometimes they do not heal. Yes. Because our victims will constantly tell us stories where they can actually still hear Mm. their abuser telling them things to belittle them, Mm. telling them that they're no good. No one is gonna want them. You have too many mm-hmm. children. You're ugly. You're fat. Mm-hmm. You're not attractive. So those words, those words really hurt yes. because they can actually still hear that abuser, t- abuser telling them those words. Yes. But again, when our victims come in and they may have a black eye, they may have a bruise on their arm or on their back. Within a couple of days, those wounds start to heal. Mm-hmm. But exactly. those emotional scars are still there. Yes, you hear those words. That yes. Are,
0: even when everything's, all clear, everything's clear and your scars have healed, those words are still ingrained in your mind. Yes. And they're harder yes. to get out. You need some kind of counseling and some kind of outlet to help you. Right. Some things we can't do on our own. You can exactly. put stuff on a scar and heal a scar, but that mental aspect, you need help with that. Yes. And I'm so glad y'all have those services in place to mm. help out. Mm-hmm. Um, when I walked up, I noticed that you all had a sign on the door about donations. Yes, not taking particular type of donations, and that was one of the questions I wanted to ask. How has COVID affected donations, as far as and, and even volunteers with people coming in? How has COVID changed the dynamic of how you all do that?
1: Well, COVID has really made it us made us adjusted. Mm-hmm. Um, we are still accepting donations. Um right now we are okay with clothing because we just don't have the storage for the cl- for clothes. Right. But um we're still accepting personal um uh, personal hygiene items, household items, um furniture, we're definitely still re- accepting those items right now. Uh, we are just beginning our adopt a family program. So during the adopt a family program, we ask for Um, donors to sponsor um, families that are in the shelter and in our follow-up program. And we asked our families to complete a wish list and we give those, give the wish list to our donors and they, you know, they can use that wish list at their discretion to purchase items um, for that family for Christmas. So yeah, so that's what we're doing now. So it's going to be a challenge for us as staff because we're trying to maintain our safety yes, through yes, COVID. Yes. But I will say this. None of our services that we offer to victims as far as having a shelter to come to, none of the services are in, has been interrupted due to COVID. That's awesome. Um, like I said, they still can come in and receive uh, clothing, mm-hmm. um, receive their personal hygiene items, transportation to appointments, um, still meet with staff. Right now we're meeting um over the phone and right. using um Zoom okay. um as our as our point of contact for our coins. Yes. Just to um eliminate eliminate some of our face to face contact. Awesome. But we're still providing um, services to victims of domestic violence. That has not been interrupted. Wonderful. Um. Yes. Wonderful. It's been a challenge, yes. but we're still providing services. You
0: know where there's a will, there's a way. Yes. And you all have managed to navigate and find a way.
1: Yeah, still... and we and we have. Yes. And it's been a challenge for us um, working with agencies, nonprofit agencies who are actually working remotely from home. Mm-hmm. So we have... Um, staff members who are not in the office that works at agencies exactly. such as DFACs, mm-hmm. um and other um, nonprofit agencies so we are you know we had to uh, find another way to um, link our clients to those services yes. so we've been emailing um, the agencies and just trying to ensure that the services are still being delivered wow. so that's been working that's been working out we' we are still able to house some of our families in um some of the housing programs and basically just by utilizing um our administrative equipment such as our fax machines Mm -hmm. and emails and copiers and that sort so we just pretty much have to rely on the technology um equipment we have now so that we can get yes. those services to our clients.
0: And people complain about technology and having too much technology, but during this what we're going through right now, technology has really been an asset. It's been our same, if same I had stuck in Zoom, I would be happy right now because our Zoom is the go-to. Everybody's yes. using Zoom. Yes. And that's a way to physically still see who you're talking and working with without having that physical contact. So I wish I did have all um, stock in Zoom. <laughs> I know, <laughs> but right? But it is an invaluable tool along yes. with emailing and other things that we can use to keep in communication with a- the people we're a- and agencies with, we are working with. Mm-hmm. Um since your tenure, have you seen a decrease or increase in calls per year?
1: Not exactly. Um, sometimes our numbers may fluctuate uh, between a thousand calls or less, but then that next year those numbers increase back. Okay. Um, last year we had, well, we received over sixteen hundred crisis calls, oh, wow. and then this year, well, actually in two two thousand and nineteen it was over sixteen hundred crisis calls. And this year, the number did decrease because of COVID, Mm -hmm. but um, I think as soon as people start um, moving around a little more and accepting the fact that this is the new norm, our numbers will probably go right back to where they were. Okay. Okay. Good information.
0: And I have really enjoyed, it's been informative because I really didn't know about the adopt-a-family aspect. I thought I knew a lot about safe Shelter, but I didn't know that. Could you go into that a little more because I'm interested myself in how that would work.
1: Okay, well, our adopt-a-family program has been around for approximately about 20 years. Really? And basically what we do is we have adopt-a-family form. And that form has the name of the family members. And it's just the first thing. Mm-hmm. And it has a list of items that they will like for Christmas. So we encourage our families to keep their items under $50. Okay. And then you can select a family size of one, a single lady, or a family size with a mom with one child or two kids, or a family with a size with a mom with five or six kids. Hmm. So we have different um Categories of family size, according to the household size, right, right, And basically, we we encourage our donors to review the list and select some of the items from that list, um, or they could just use their own discretion if they would like to purchase items that they feel that the family may can utilize. Then there, there will you know they they can do that as well. Wow. And so we then will um. On this, we actually ask, ask our donors to complete a sponsor form. Okay. The sponsor form it has the donor's information such as uh your name, number, email address, and then our child advocate will contact the donor um, through email or telephone and assign the family according to the size that they requested, okay. and then we will send that information through email or fax. And then we would set a date to either pick those items up, or for that donor to drop the items off to our administrative office.
0: That's amazing. Man.
1: Yes, yeah, it is. It, it is. And last year, I know we served over seventy-five families. Oh. Because wow. again, we're not. We do not only provide um, Christmas items for the families that are in a shelter. Mm-hmm. But we also work with our follow-up families. Yes. We follow our families up to two years once they leave the shelter. Wonderful. So basically, they can continue their goals that they were working on while they were here. Wow. And so we have a case manager and our child advocate that actually goes into the home. And just to make sure that the, that, that family is living in a domestic violence-free home in a stable environment. So um that we work awesome. we continue to work with our families again for up to two years and we also um work with our outreach family and our outreach families are uh the families who receive assistance through our legal office okay. the families who um parents have applied for a temporary protective order and during most of the time in a temporary protective order if the abuser is living in the home with the victim, that abuser has to leave that home. Right. So now that leave that may leave that family with a one parent household mm-hmm. income. Mhm. Um so the mom or or the father um may not have the means to um purchase Christmas items. So we again help those families as well. That
0: is wonderful. That's that's just the total overall what you all do here is just amazing. And just sitting here, just taking it all in, Mm -hmm. I'm learning more. And I hope our listeners, because I know we think we know a certain thing. And and just sitting here, I'm realizing you don't know everything. You know, it's more to it than just what the appearance is. It's more than just the shelter. It's more than just when they leave, that's it. And that aftercare is very important. It's
1: extremely important. Because you're
0: vulnerable. And when you leave, it's like, what do I do now? Mm-hmm. So that's good that you all have that in place. Just up to two years—that's amazing, That's amazing.
1: right? And right now, um, we're waiting on. We we received some tur- turkey, uh, a huge turkey donation, okay. um, and now we're, we're waiting on um, Thanksgiving baskets to come in. And so those Thanksgiving baskets will be distributed to our follow-up families. Mm -hmm. So again, this is another service that we provide to ensure that our families are in a safe and stable environment and they don't have to rely on the abuser to provide, to provide the needs that he used to, or she used to during, um, prior to the, the the incident, the last incident.
0: I'm glad you added
1: that in there, mm-hmm.
0: because some men are now coming out more
1: mm-hmm.
0: about being abused oh, in yes. certain situations. Mm-hmm. So how do you all help the men that's a, that may have called or, or needing assistance? How do you go about that?
1: Well, if we have a male victim of domestic violence, we still provide the same services. We just do not house that male in the shelter. Okay. The male is actually housed at a hotel. Um, matter of fact, uh, just a couple of years ago, we had a male in the shelter with three children. Oh, no. So, um, normally when we have males in the shelter, um, their hotel stay is between three to five days. Okay. Um, and then we would work with our some of our other local shelters and just basically just... Um, uh, make sure that they can transition to another shelter. Mm. Um, or sometimes, most of the times, most most of our men clients they usually find other means of housing. Okay. But when we work with men who have children, it's a little bit comp- more complicated, a little okay. more complex because we have to um allow that male um that man to stay in the shelter, in the hotel with his kids a little longer because then we will work with him in finding suitable housing for his family. Right, right. So we just will allow him to stay there a little longer. Okay. Good information, yes um, and it's good, and yes. it's and it's happened more than once
0: i, I could imagine,
1: yes, I can imagine
0: um, we we take our men for granted, but it, they go through things
1: too, they do and, yeah. and and most of the men that uses our services who've been victims of domestic violence, they primarily um attain temporary protective orders,
0: wow,
1: so they you wow. they utilize our outreach office more than they utilize the um uh, the shelter right right, right, wow. Information.
0: Mm -hmm. Um, So, in wrapping up, because I don't want to hold a lot of your time because she got paperwork all over the place and busy working and and working on two and three things at a time. So, we don't want to take up too much time. But, in closing, is it anything you would like to add? Any information you would like for our
1: listeners to know? Basically, be a listening ear. Mm. Do not judge. Mm. If you are aware of someone, That may be experiencing domestic violence. Give them the information to Safe Shelter. Give them our phone number. Our phone number is 912-629-8888. Or ask them if they will go to Safe Shelter website. And that is safeshelter.org. On our website, there's resources that victims of domestic violence can utilize. And there's information on how they can seek help. So again, be the listening ear and provide them with resources so that they can have the tools that they need to get out of a domestic violence relationship. Wonderful, wonderful.
0: I thank you again for setting this time to meet with me as coming, like I said, through um, safe shelter, not necessarily the shelter, but the services,
1: mm-hmm.
0: helped me to become the person that I am, to become strong and advocate for domestic violence victims that are becoming victorious. Because you don't stay a victim. That's why right. That's just a temporary frame of mind. We have to move past. You know, ten years and we still calling ourselves victims. No, we are, we are victor- survivors. We are survivors. So I really thank you for your information for pulling up data to give accurate information and thank you for the work that you all are doing in the community and blessings for y'all going forward just continue doing what you all are doing so this is Latanya henry for a woman's soul restored until next week you all be blessed uh-huh.